This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One go. Enjoy the show. All right, folks. I am doing the intro today. This is Todd Motherfucking Heath with Adam Motherfucking Thorne, all the way in Knoxville. I am in Adam's seat today here in Bose Angeles. I'm in the happy hour studio. Adam is in some sort of weird closet room or something in his new house in Knoxville. So I'm in a closet room. Uh, I am in one, yes. Welcome to the JRE Review today. We have Mr. Mark Andreessen. I think we're going to spend a little bit more time on him today because that was a fascinating, super dorky talk. I mean, Mark is a freaking mad scientist when it comes to this stuff. The guy is, clearly knows what he's talking about. And then we have Mr. Tony Woods coming all the way from Russell Simmons' Def Jam back in the day. If any of you remember that Stuff was amazing back in the 90s. Oh, so. he's a legend, dude. Total Tony Ledge. Woods is a legend. Hilarious. Total Nuts. Ledge. So, yeah, two uh, two great shows this week that we're covering. We're going to start with Mr. Mark Andreessen. Uh, if you guys haven't messed around with AI, you got to do it. You're, 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 losing, you're losing time here because this shit is yeah, they, every day is getting crazy. Well, it's the first time in history you can actually be called a nerd for not messing with some computer <laughs> bullshit well if somebody said to me i've not even looked at chat gpt i'd be like dude nerd what's wrong with you get on it well the last three Start times outsourcing all of your work immediately I've, i mean i feel like the last three times i've used it it was too crowded and i couldn't get on oh but that's probably because i didn't pay for the for the you know bonus account right because you have to pay if you want to get on better but either way what what was yeah, your biggest like 20 bucks. What was your biggest takeaway from this one? I have one. Do you have one? Oh, excuse me. Well, I really liked uh, the mid-journey stuff, honestly. Um only because, you know, you and I have messed with mid-journey a little bit like you do. You you make magazines and newspapers and publications, so it's mm -hmm. like interesting and you're a graphic designer, so you like art, you know, it's all about what you're doing. I see that a lot when I was in the studio and you know, to me, it was always super interesting. It was like, wow, I can't do this. I can't do anything like that. I don't know how to use, I can barely use PowerPoint. Right. But now all of a sudden this thing is created and you can just type it in. And it's like, honestly, the images it creates is like, it's better than what I was seeing from people that produce graphics. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, a lot of people are scared about jobs and this and that. It's going to create new jobs, but Honestly, from, from what I can tell, the artists specifically, especially, you know, for all the content that's coming out these days, you need a quick fix. A lot of people are using stock imagery, shit like that. Why would you do that if you can pay $89 a year now, type something in, 40 seconds later, you've got something super sweet. And it's only getting better every freaking second. Wait, it's $89? I thought it was free, that. No, the mid-journey oh. mid was 89 bucks, dude, for the year, though. 
Oh, okay. Like, I see. Typically, yeah. you know, the cheapest you can really pay an artist for like a full page, you know, illustration, right? Would be like 600 bucks. Wow. You know, and that's a, you know, a cool illustration from somebody that works for cheap. I mean, the guy that I'm thinking of is from South America. So that's probably way cheaper than it would be if you were working with someone from the States. Right. And, you know, you and I have messed with the prompts. If, if any of you guys don't know what we're talking about, Midjourney is the AI tool that creates artwork. So you prompt it something, you type in, hey, you know, the other day I made an ad for the magazine. It was a, it was a dinosaur. I just typed in T-Rex, you know, smashes 80s computer room. And it showed like some old school computers and it, it, it kind of like stylizes it as almost like comic book style. I feel like it does that a lot, but you can yeah, also, but, but that's say, only because you probably didn't put a specific prompt in. Right. Well, so what if a, you say like pop art or, I mean, you, you can keep specifying as much as you want. Totally. Totally. And yeah, and I'm getting better at that, but yes, I have seen photorealistic stuff where it looks like a photograph. If you say photorealistic picture of a T-Rex, you will get one or yeah. of a, of, of a girl with, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, stylized. Three breasts. <laughs> Total recall. Total recall. <laughs> you, you can do whatever you want. Get so it's crazy. Breasts. All right. Well, let's get, let's get into the notes with Andreessen because so, so my biggest takeaway, you, so yours was mid journey yeah. and how cool it I is. I like that. They, what do you got, Todd? Dude, I mean, it, it all makes sense, right? And I didn't think about it until listening to Mark, but they're trying to control it, man. Once again, yep. call me a conspiracy theorist, but you've got these nah. companies and it makes sense, right? They want, it's like, it reminded me of that dude who got busted uh, with the amphetamines, that, that freaking dorky kid who was living in the Bahamas, Sam, uh, ATX guy. Oh, ATF. yeah, yeah, yeah. What is his name? I always Whatever. forget his damn name. Reminded me of him because Nerd. you know he wanted regulations on what he was doing in the in the Bitcoin business so that he could be in charge of it basically, right? You get you get the three big guys, and if there's no open source AI, they're gonna keep controlling it. I mean, it's already controlled. Sometimes you type in something and it won't give you an answer, right? It doesn't yeah. give it to you because someone somewhere is still at the reins of this, and so until it's completely open AI, which Sounds like Musk. I didn't realize Musk was behind OpenAI, and it all started when he was talking to uh, who is it? Larry, the dude, one of the dudes who owns Google. Yeah, the Google guy. Called him a speciesist. Yeah, speciesist. He brought that yeah. up last time when Mark was on uh, a few months ago. It's so dumb. What a stupid dumb thing to say. Like, are you gonna say that when the aliens get here? Be like, don't be a speciesist, dude. And it's like they are wiping us out. Slow down. Well, and think about what Google does already. If you compare, you know, a, a search on DuckDuckGo compared to a Google search, DuckDuckGo yeah. is going to give you way more of a broad understanding of what it is. And AI is doing the same thing if it's open AI, right? Like people yeah. are using ChatGPT now as a, as a server. I mean, or excuse me, not a server, but a search engine. So no wonder mm -hmm. Google's flipping the fuck out, dude. They're going to go oh, out of business. It's, it's already taking over. Right. It's better mostly to search ChatGPT for info. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you want a specific website, fine. 
Mm-hmm. But if you're just looking for like real information or answers to questions, or I mean, ChatGPT is so much more versatile. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, you've I mean, been Ma- using Mark it. was answering the question, like, you know, is it alive? You know, is it like sentient or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he goes, he goes, no, AI is more like a puppy than a person, mm-hmm. right? It just wants to please you. It's just cute. You know, it's not like thinking on its own. It's not trying to destroy you. It's just. It's just going, what do I think that they want? Mm-hmm. And here's the probability factors. And that's a really good way of looking at it. And honestly, unless people that are freaking out know something else I don't, which I'm sure they do because it's mm. Elon Musk and others. That, I mean, they're way smarter. What they're probably doing is bridging the gap between what we have now and some other version that is more... Um, Sentient. Uh, protective. Yeah, well, it just kind of like, it, it, you know, at the end of the day, to make it alive, we have to model it after things that are living, which have self-preservation. So until they, like, program self-preservation into it, mm. it's just going to be a tool. Yeah. But if they start designing it because they're like, oh, we have to make it like a life form, and this is all we know about life forms, then it will protect itself and do other things messed up things but right now it's just like a a servant you know Mm. just like an employee that's like a good one just does what you want now so is open ai actually open or because i feel Mm. like that because open ai was is chat gpt right that's the same company yes yeah yeah so it was supposed to be right that was the idea that's why elon gave him i don't know 100 million 300 million whatever he gave him it was supposed to be open but now the program has gone private mm. they still call it open eye which is hilarious because it's not mm. i mean i pay him 20 bucks a month to use it but See, i'm just interested that. in what it is um and they've obviously put a lot of restrictions on i mean one that comes up a lot is it only has knowledge until september of like 2021 i think mm. so like if you're asking it more current event stuff for some reason they've put that limitation on that so i don't know why it doesn't know what happened yesterday or today or the day before no, you said two months technically no two months it, it does no. two months back or a year back no no no. 2021 dude weird yeah it's almost two years ago and i don't know why it's doing that i don't i you know maybe it's so we can't like be rewriting news maybe that was like a concern you know, because mm. people people could just start making newspapers immediately. They could be like, take everything in the New York Times mm-hmm. and change it all around to be really Republican. And then people could just start printing those newspapers. Oh, don't give away our ideas, Adam. OK, well, we've talked about this. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. <laughs> but maybe that's why. Right. Maybe it's a safety thing. But again, you know, it's like uh who the the problem will always be who is deciding what the limitations should be right i mean obviously you don't want to be like how can i manipulate all my friends and take all their money and it gives you like this detailed plan to come up with a pyramid scheme and trick them into it Hmm. there could be problems there's a lot of people out there well look at what china ultimately controlling shit is is a problem too man Here's here's the thing, and you look at where um, we are. There, well, there's a lot here. There's a lot to unpack here, Mister Thorne. But <laughs> let's unpack it. 1984 is one of my favorite books. I'm glad that Mark brought it up, but I did not realize there was another 
author. I didn't get the author's name, but he wrote another, uh, uh, basically a sequel or sorry. Yeah. A sequel to 1984. It was, it was taking that same idea that you're being watched all the time by someone like big brother, but then reversing Is it 19, it. 1985. I don't know what he called, called it. Hold on. Well, it wasn't written by Orwell. So Orwell's the original writer. He's already dead by the time this other book got written. Okay. So I'll have to look it up. But um, there actually is a 1985. Maybe it's called 1985. Georgi Delos. What is it? What's the, uh, what does it say? It says 1985 is a sequel for George Orwell's novel 1984 written by Hungarian author uh, Gigori Dallas. Okay. Originally published in 1983. The novel begins with the death of the big brother and reflects a blah, 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 blah. All right. So, well, obvious name because I guessed it. So, well done <laughs> to me. But uh, Decline in Author. I don't know if this is exactly I don't know if the that's one he was the same talking one. about. So, so the one he was talking there might be about. Others. The, the one he was talking about is, you know, Big Brother's watching you, but they reverse it so you can also watch the government. So everyone's watching each other. And that, right. in turn, created radicals who then overthrow because they realize what's going on is totally messed up and then they take over, right? So if we were to know what our government is trying to hide from us, we would probably do the same thing, but we don't, right? We have theories. We right. think we don't trust them. I mean, he pointed out that since basically since Nixon, you know, was in the Watergate scandal that everyone since the 70s does not like trust the government, right? There used to be yep. a lot of faith and trust. But the weird thing was is that they that people somehow have this like, you know, candy cane and fucking rainbows about the military, right? But I think that's just because everyone knows someone who's been in the military, so we have to like support it, right? Even though we don't yes. want to support war, we want to support the people who are doing it. So that makes sense. But you know, what happens when we find out more, right? And that to me is the biggest scare for our for this open AI, right? Because it's going to know so much more than we know. It's going to find things so much quicker, right? It's going to yeah. do mathematical equations that are unheard of. It's already happening with the quantum computers. And so they're, I think they're just freaking out. You know, it's just going to be no, this, this controlled state. Do you think state. that they would be that bad? Like imagine, imagine if we're like at war or going to war and then people can just write in chat GPT like, hey, uh, why are we going to war? And then it looks at documents and like somehow mm. it even pulls like classified documents off line. So like, let's say it's the first Gulf War, right? Mm -hmm. or, or the second one, weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. Right. So you type in that. That's what the government's telling us. Oh, they've got nukes. Watch out. So we just type in chat GPT. Why are we going to war? And it's like, actually, there's no nukes. Uh, we just want their oil and control it. Yeah, and, and then the government's fucked. They're like, damn it. We were trying to lie about this in a fun way. And, but now nobody believes us. And how much did Cheney make off that war? Billions? I mean. He's pretty rich. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, that brings up. But I mean, up... you know, other than, you know, it's like, it just it just suggests to me that anyone that wants to control it and not only control it, but, but kind of censor it. Mm-hmm is worried about regular people finding out some information about them. 
Of course, there's that, but there's also the need to control people and not give them real information, right? The, the beauty of censorship in, in lots of people's minds, a.k.a. our government, who probably doesn't want us to know a lot of things, they can control, just like 1984, they control the narrative. It's propaganda. They want us yeah. fighting each other. They don't want us to know what the fuck's going on because we might actually revolt. And we all have guns in America, so it's kind of a scary thing for them. Well, nah. we might be upset at what their real intentions are. We might be like, nah, dude, you're not really out there protecting us. You've actually got your own thing going on. You know, maybe they just don't trust us to make the decisions. I mean, no, they know. don't want us to make the decisions. They want right. to keep making That's the what a democracy is. Right. Sadly for them. It's like <laughs> tough, guys. Pretty crazy, dude. It's, yeah. Yeah, so so I think that's part of the censorship, and that's why it's coming in. And yeah, what did you think about the San Francisco thing? Like the connection that mm. San Francisco is basically like the mecca to like MK Ultra. It's like the hippie movement, also Silicon Valley, Google, a lot yeah. of creative shit. There's also an app there where it shows where homeless people are taking a dump. I mean, a lot of interesting things coming out of San Fran. And I had heard that Jim Morrison's dad was the head of military operations for the Navy. I, I forgot about that. But there was another conspiracy theory about the doors, you know, Jim Morrison being in this band to basically... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. yeah. That that goes that goes more back to uh, Jared Laurel. Leno's... What um, was it? Um, like military base that he bought, but yeah, what what do you, do you think? There's any significance to the San Francisco thing? I don't know. It's hard to say. It I seems kind of wild. I mean, are, are those things connected? Probably not. But it's pretty interesting that it all came from that place. I think it was a place where radical people hung out, and when radical people hang out, and you know are anti-war, you know, Nixon spun that to create this hippie, you know, movement where drugs are bad. And he basically used it against, you know, the, the hippies to make everyone think that they're just a bunch of druggy idiots, right? I don't know if it was, I think it was planned by Nixon. I don't think the hippies had any fucking clue what they were doing. But yeah, MKUltra didn't, we didn't know about that until what, 40 years after the fact? When, mm -hmm. when did that shit come out de declassified? Oh, I don't know. Probably like two, in the 2000s, I'd imagine. I mean, I, I didn't realize that, that he was saying that the clean-cut people were coming out at first, anti-war, clean-cut. And then Nixon was freaking out he wasn't going to get elected again and keep at war. And so that's when they started, you know, pinning everything on the hippies. And they're just a bunch of idiot freaks who are high on acid all the time. Which Don't you know, might him, right? be true, but also good on them. I would have joined them, I think. That would have been fun. The hippies? But then there's also a lot of cults that came out of San Fran, though, too. A lot of cults there, dude. Well, that's a great place. Have you been there? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I have. I've Be been there. Beautiful spot. Minus it's, all I mean, the homeless it's all right. people. I wouldn't live there. I don't really care for San Fran. It's, I liked going to the pier. Like, the piers were cool. You're such a tourist. You know, the architecture's pretty cool. Yeah, I went. I did touristy stuff. 
okay. you know. But but like the rest of it was just like kind of look grungy, getting around looked like a pain in the ass, you know, up and down those hills. I'm like, what are you gonna have a bike? What am I, Lance Armstrong? I'm not getting up there. Yeah. If you train, if you train in Colorado, you can go to you know San Francisco and just be on point because the there's the air is so thick right there by the ocean. What did you think about the this idea that maybe Kubrick made that video of uh, of the fake bomb? If like, yeah, if we know it's real, so enough, that, that shit was well, crazy. He wouldn't have done the fake bomb because that would have been in the forties. Oh, uh, right, but. He, Kubrick may have done the moon some footage on the moon landing. They know that he was in there for that. Like he was in where? Well, they had like a studio set up, which was supposed to be like a training area where they were recording a lot of footage. And Dude. they brought Kubrick in. It's like I just feel like it's pretty lame that after his death, he didn't like make another film that he could release that like showed what he did if if he in fact did fake a lot of that footage well you know it's the like, government found all those files and stole them just like tesla bro that's my that's my yeah, own theory they they would have been on that because he i'm sure he wrote about it if if he actually did in fact do that which quite a few people think don't know we'll never right. we'll never know maybe i, well, maybe I mean, ai going, would tell going us. back to that that area that uh, jared leno is it Leto? What's his last name? Leno? Leto. Jared? Leto. Leto. L-E-T-O. There we go. Leto. Mm -hmm. So he buys this, like, you know, um, old military installation. And it's a place where, like you were saying earlier, these military people were positioned. And mm -hmm. a lot of their kids became, like, huge mus musicians, which is really kind of interesting. Um, they're rebelling against their militant fathers. <laughs> yeah, and it was like film studios in there. So, you know, what were they filming? Like, def definitely propaganda for all sorts of shit. Mm. Like, that's what they would do, right? This is, like, what they're up to. Yeah. Um, and then look at some of those. I'd never even thought about the nuclear blast stuff. Mm-mm. You know, and they're trying to say that the camera was underground and there were tubes and mirrors and all the rest of it. I mean... All right, maybe. I don't know enough about how that works, but it doesn't seem likely, does it? Wouldn't just like everything get blasted away? Even well, like yeah. even if it's a mirror, the mirror has to face the blast. Something has to face the blast and we get all messed up. Yeah, I mean that's but like that saying, building just got blown away. It's like the bullshit like, theory about, you know, using mirrors to put to bring light into the fucking catacombs in Egypt. Oh yeah, it's I was just, just thinking that. That's a good example. Zero sense. Zero. Well, we got we got better mirrors today, but still, it's not <laughs> like how many fucking mirrors do you need? It doesn't make sense. I mean, if they knew how powerful the bomb was, which they did, or at least it was, they were close to knowing. If they wanted to just scare the Russians, it makes sense that they would do that. It makes way more sense yeah. than actually just filming an actual bomb and being close to it. One hundred percent. Yeah. <sighs> did you actually watch this pod or did you just listen to it? Did you watch the footage on the I uh, um I actually did. I stopped it and watched on this one. Yeah, it doesn't look real at all when he when he pointed out the car. Right? Did he point it like Rogan was saying that the car didn't move at all? Yeah, what was that about? It's like, just like all the buildings were demolished and then 
Fuck, I wish I could pull it up right now. Yeah, there was just like a car there. I was trying to look at a clip right now, but I can't find one. But yeah, it was just right there. I mean, it just looked weird. I'd never even thought about that. Like, I guess we're so inclined to believe mm. what the government tells us that I, you know, it's like how mm. many other things do we go back and think about that that are well, probably bullshit? Don't get me started on 9-11, bro. Don't oh, even. Don't, we don't can't even. afford it. We're not doing We're gonna it. We're get, going to get demonetized. All right. So maybe 9-11 wasn't a fake thing, but there's a lot of question marks, okay? There's a lot of question marks with the moon. There's a lot of... That's all I'm saying, and I think... Uh, We're allowed to have question marks, dude. Lots of question marks. That's all That's all anyone's really saying. And to say but, it's fact or fiction, I, I don't know. You know, I... I I like to side on I need to see all the facts before I can make an assumption or a, a critical, you know, decision, whatever you want to call it. But I think when it comes to AI, and I think a lot a lot of why he was talking about the the moon landing and the you know, these videos and stuff because our government has always fed us propaganda. I mean, they told us marijuana was bad for us and it made us crazy and you know, Mexicans were smoking it and killing people. You know, the reefer madness right. is like such a fucked up piece of propaganda. And yeah. not only what, 20 years before they were growing hemp to make rope for the fucking war. Yeah. So, you know, they can flip on a dime, whatever works for them and their agenda. Right. And so I think the scariest thing about AI, especially for our kids, you know, your, your lady's pregnant right now. I have a three-year-old. We're already having such a hard time deciphering what's real and what's not. And the internet is pretty wide open. And I think our government missed, they missed, you know, being able to control the internet because they didn't know how powerful it was going to be. They just didn't know. They didn't know. I, this is just my own theory, right? They didn't know how yeah. fucking crazy the internet was going to be and how much information we were going to be able to, you know, get on, on in a click of a fucking, you know, snap of a finger. And AI right. is 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 that same thing times... A thousand, you know, it's so much more powerful. It's we're we're not going to know the difference in video, you know, of 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 our president talking in in ten years from now. We're not going to know if it's real or fake, and so our kids are going to grow up in a world because of AI. They're not going to know if photos are real. They're not going to know if videos real. We're not going to know if what's being told to us is real, especially if our government takes it over. Maybe they'll take it over and they, like you said, they'll claim that it's open AI, but it's not. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like you said, it's already w was supposed to be open AI and it's already getting censored. And that's mm -hmm. the biggest platform right now, the chat GPT, right? But other people are going to make AIs. Yeah. That's the thing. If they don't fucking get killed, I don't know. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, that's what yeah, makes no one's the gonna, internet. No one's going to kill Elon. I'm, His security's well, too good. He's still freaking out about it. Mm-hmm. I would be if I was him. So well, it's crazy. It's a crazy world out there. He just he just wants to make like the the most open version, like like the, he did with Twitter, yeah. right? And see where that goes. We'll see. It's but like, now a lot of people are saying Twitter's just for hate speech, and a lot of journalists are getting pissed off. You see that side of things too. But that's just what happens when you open it up to everybody. Yeah, I, I don't see how that's it where the censorship came from in the first place. I, I get it. It's like. And I and I what is free speech then? You know, my you brother know? my brother used to use Twitter all the time and now he's pissed at Elon and hates Twitter. My brother 
is also very liberal, and I get it. He lives in... And a vegan. And he's vegan, and he's a punk, though. He's a punk. So he, sh- in my mind, he should be stoked about the openness of it. But, you know... Yeah, but this is actually the irony with, like, the skaters and punks and the rebels and, uh, you know, people that listen to Rage Against the Machine. As me. they get older... Me, me, me. They, they, they find, like new things to get mad at and they don't realize that they've just become old men and they've lost like they've just joined the thing that they hated yeah i mean and, I, I think yeah, there's some it's, some it's truth like to just, that they were like oh i rebel against this i rebel against you know government and rules and all this and then they get into a position where it like doesn't serve them anymore and they just became like old people well, my, dude, my brother has an open mind, and I feel like his mind could get changed about a lot of things if he if he heard, you know, a, a better scenario or better a better story, right? A better, you know, more science, right? Bring some scientific fucking theories into this and give me some data. And, you know, I don't think he's just going to side one or the other because it's liberal or conservative. But a lot of people do that, right? They take their sides and... You know, this is going to happen with AI as well. It's like you're going to, yeah. people are going to think that what they're hearing is true, and other people are going to think what they're hearing is true. And we're just going to have this vicious cycle of no one knowing what the fuck's going on and all of us having an opinion. And we're going to continue to fight each other about it. So, how do we change well, that? This is exactly what Mark was talking about. He said it's, uh, it's a super panic moment. Right. Which I like. So, things are moving so fast. Nobody can get ahead of this. We already lost somewhat of control of social media, right? Mm. So we're still catching up with the effects of that. Like, how did it affect the election? Yeah, with the election. How did did holding information, censoring information, changing it, how did that affect the election? You know, and, and now we have this tool where people can get a hold of any information they want, potentially. And... Yeah, governments don't know how to keep up with it. Before this, right, before Google, before social media, before ChatGPT, hmm. where did everyone get their information from? News. Like five newspapers and, you know, cable television. Mm-hmm. So it's like three or four channels. And they were basically spouting, you know, equal opposite garbage. But it was like mostly containable. You can contain like six or seven pieces of information coming in to all the people. Yeah. I mean, 60 minutes to some was degree. great. Walt- right? Walter Those Cronkite. same reporters would show up at the White House. The White House knew who they were for like, you know, the New York Post, the Rolling Stone or uh, NBC or any of those. And it was like somewhat curated. And eventually we just lost our patience with it. And now we have all this new access to information and social media. And, you know, in a way, there's a chaos with it. But there's also, like, a beautiful freedom. Well, and there's we're a just, beautiful... we're just evolving as it goes. I agree, but there's a, it's only beautiful if we come together and realize we're on the same team. That's I've been saying that for years, dude. Like, we are all getting screwed, no matter who you voted for, if we don't you know, realize that this could be such a turning point in history. And I think Mark said it a few times, like this could go really fucking bad or it could be really good. And it could, and he seems to side on the positive 
Um, oh, you no, know. definitely. He And I love that. That's the best thing about this podcast. This is yeah. why everyone should listen to it. It's great. If you are a bit of a glass half full AI person, listen to this one hmm. and just try and have a different perspective. Love because it. Because he said the same thing. It's like the Industrial Revolution came. The fucking printing press came. Like there's been all these inventions and we survived it mm. and we made more people. And then those people could do like we have more creative jobs today. We have more people doing online shit than ever. Like we have more people doing jobs they actually like. A job used to be a word that was like nobody liked their job. It's the job. Right. Everyone wants to go home. Now we have people today that love what they do. Because, Gotta love those influencers, Adam. Well, it's not just that, though, right? <laughs> There's a bunch of different jobs that I love, love this job. Love this job. This is a good job, <laughs> man. I thank enjoy you, it. Internet. Thank you, thank yeah. you, Zoom. They are not a sponsor. Uh, well, yeah. Well, so, thank me for doing this for four years for zero dollars, and mostly thank Joe Rogan for getting just becoming the most popular thing on the planet. Love it. Like it just, it just all lined up, really. But anyway, let's go over. It, to... Well, okay. Let's though. Let's before we finish. Let's talk about jobs, right? So mm. he talked about how, you know, we always kind of traditionally when we've like the industrial revolution came, and then we mechanized a lot of things, and it took away blue collar, maybe some farming jobs. Yeah. It took away more basic jobs, right? right? Right. Not to say less skilled, but just, you know, bl blue collar type jobs. Well, now it looks like this AI is way more likely to take away white collar jobs. Yeah, like absolutely. if you're a plumber, you don't need to worry about anything. No AI is going to be plumbing, <laughs> right? But if you've been like a copyright editor or sitting in your cubicle, just, I don't know, making graphic design or i mean potentially yeah, you can use it you to better your advantage. evolve you got to use it to your advantage i think that's it the key it can be done it that's can be key. done uh, Garrett, well i would say i i would say ghost writers are done hmm. yeah well it's a it's a uh, brave new world out there folks also a great book that everyone should read um oh, all right let's get too. let's get over to tony woods that mark andreessen great convo Rec highly recommended for everybody. If you've used AI, especially if you haven't used it, maybe check it out before you listen to the conversation. You might have a better idea of what the hell he's talking about. Um, yeah. So Tony, 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 old school legend. This this conversation was all over the board, but it was it was enjoyable to listen to because it's just like two old, you know, felt like just two old fraternity brothers talking about bullshit for three hours. You know? Hell yeah. Lots of animals, you know, Bigfoot. We've got, you know, talking about oh, wild let's, Yeah, cats. let's go to the Bigfoot. So Tony believes in Bigfoot. <laughs> I would not have guessed that. <laughs> if you know anything about Tony Wood's stand-up and, uh, and just him as a person, you, you wouldn't put that together. But, yeah, he's pretty convinced that when he was in the military, he heard Bigfoot in the woods and... You know, I think you'd be hard pressed to dissuade him of this. Hmm. But they still I'd like haven't to found, believe in it. Still haven't found him in the show, though. I mean, he watched all the episodes. They never find the guy. They never find no Mister Mister Foot. <laughs> no, they so, don't even get close, dude. 
what else? So there, there was that. They, they talked about all sorts of animals well, and he, getting attacked by monkeys. Was, yep, he was gassed in the military, mm. and he enjoyed it because he got an extra long weekend. <laughs> Said it made him taller, or his buddy taller, or some shit. They were getting shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, Probably they getting, getting shot up with chemicals. I do wonder, like, what the military has got away with. Because there, there have been times where they've had, like, experimental stuff that people could volunteer for and you just sign a bunch of basically sign your rights away and they're like well we're just gonna we're just gonna give you this medication for a week or so give you some lsd get on yeah yep so what else do we have i mean they were all over the board tony was attacked by goats uh they loved his red nikes Joe was stung by... Did he get attacked by ants or something on his feet? Or was that mosquitoes? He got attacked by red ants. There was that. Joe? Uh, yeah, Joe was talking about his feet being all fucked up. Um, they showed that uh, that fight where the... where the I can't remember the MMA guy, but his toe got flipped backwards. Oh, yeah, that's John Jones. Snapped. Oh, God. Yeah, he was fighting Chael Sonnen. And um, he was defending his title. And afterwards, he realized that he kicked him so hard in the mm. head and spun his toe backwards and broke it. Imagine how much adrenaline you have to have going through your system to kick someone in the head, spin your toe around, continue fighting, not and realize. not even know until you look down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we got into Warriors, the ice. Dude. We got into the cold plunge again. And this is the first time. I, I don't remember them talking about it raising your testosterone levels. I forgot about that. You know, that Tony apparently has some high prostate. I, I forget the numbers. They're called uh, PSAs. I forget what those stand for, though. But my father had prostate cancer. He had to fucking get the thing, get his prostate taken out, right? It was a huge deal. Scary. And uh, so I'm, you know, I have to be worried about that as I get into my mid-40s, right? And I'm yeah. wondering if, the, if us doing the cold bath, you know, three, four days a week is making that difference. I don't know. Keto yeah, diet, man, dude. sounds Keep like the keto, ketogenic diet is a huge thing. And again, this is just one gentleman's perspective, but it said he went from, uh, what is it? He was doing six days a week, the ice bath at 34 degrees, and then every day for three minutes, that activates the brown fat, and then he was doing inter intermittent fasting one day a week, and then doing the keto, and he said after doing five days of keto, he would just eat a bunch of bread, which I thought was strange. Um, well, he's probably missed it. Yeah, he, he, was just, he needed it. But he said he bread. it lowered his PSA, and I think that's just like the the levels, right? Just like if you were to count your white blood cells or whatever. It's like the levels, if if, if those get high, you're at a cancer risk, right, For your in your prostate. So they went from yeah. 7.0 to 1.8 after like three months of doing it. So anyway... Keep doing those ice baths, but ketogenic, dude, is legit. I always it feel seems better. Like it. I always feel better yeah. when I do that. Yeah. Uh, or you can do the carnival if you like. Can't similar. All that the fart around. Yeah, it's ba basically the same thing. You're definitely you're definitely gonna be farting around. Mm -hmm. Have you seen? What did you think about Joe being on the Invisalign during this pod? What was it? what's the Invisalign again? He's getting his teeth. Oh, you know, that thing right, that goes right, right. Teeth. Yeah, and yeah. He I, was worried about how he sounded. I couldn't tell. My my ex wife was on was doing that thing. They ship you like every week. They ship you a new retainer, 
Seems pretty cool. I don't know if it actually works, but is it, it every week? It's either every week or every two weeks. Yeah, you wear it at night. Uh, I don't know why he's wearing I, it during the day. I worked for a dental office once, and uh, and I they weren't Invisalign, but they were something very similar. We used to make those things. Yeah. Well, it's like having a yes. retainer that you don't need braces for, right? You don't need to, like, right, yeah. fuck your teeth. It was super simple to make. You would make, like, a cast of the teeth, mm-hmm. and then you would heat the this, like, sheet, like a little square of plastic. Heat the sheet. over the t- Yeah, you heat the sheet over the top, and then it sucks down onto the teeth. So it makes, like, a perf, and then you just right. have to cut it out and, you know, file it down. And then and you just... That was it. Then you make that, but then how do you, then you, how do you make them straight? You just have to create... So your own, your own casting. The, no, it works like this. So you take the cast, and then you take whatever teeth you want to straighten, and with a tiny little saw, because it's like clay, you cut those teeth out, and you move them just a little bit, gotcha. not far, just a little bit, and then you glue them back in. Right. And that's what you make the Invisalign over. So basically what happens is when you put the no, I get it. that I get plasticky it. piece, There's steps. yeah, it just kind of pushes them. There's steps. You can't, just, you can't just put the, the last step in right away because your teeth would fucking hurt too bad oh yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. You rip your mouth apart it's all a progression what else um, were they talking about cats cats getting something from rats or rats getting some from cats their t- their testes would get swollen up and a- and the rats would get aroused and then it would force them to go to the cat litter so that the cats could then you know eat the rats there a lot of random, yeah, it's, a lot of random it's stuff. A, it's here. called toxoplasmosis. So weird, toxoplasma. Dude. So it's like a, it's like a some kind of weird parasite that lives in cats. Yeah. So we and, were all over the board. We were talking about praying mantises, killing hummingbirds, ooh, which you, I had never did you seen. Watch that video? I, I did watch that one. I had already seen the ant thing before. Joe's brought that up with the ants grow. The mushrooms get inside the ants and then explode. Uh huh. Like yeah. Fucks up the whole colony. Yeah, the spores. Um, you know, I like the fact that Tony was a bike messenger. That's cool. Before he was on BET, he was just a bike messenger. You remember Puck from the it's real good job. world? The, the original real world. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite character. Yeah, it was funny that he didn't believe that BET was a channel. Yeah, he was stoked. Well, that was uh, that was on cable, right? You had to have cable to get BET. I think so, yeah. Do they still have BET? Oh, yeah. It had great shows. I like that channel. I watch that a lot. I think Martin was on there. Uh, dude, I was just going to say Martin. Yeah, Martin was Martin so was good. Martin was the best. Damn, Gina. It's such a good show. Uh, apparently, we have to watch the Woody Harrelson movie, The Champion. Sounded like Tony was way into it. Um, mm-hmm. If somebody gives you random pills at the when you have a headache, probably shouldn't take all three of them. Said he freaking shit his pants the next morning after taking three pills of MDMA. <laughs> you got to be careful with that ecstasy, bro. Yeah, it's strong. Always start small, guys. Start well, with a, start with a quarter. Three pills. Start with a quarter. Yeah. Three pills from a Scottish guy is yeah. gonna wreck you. Yeah. Yeah, and then basically got yelled at by a small person with red hair. It sounded mm-hmm. a little scary. But yeah, we were, we were all over the board here. I would say if you're a huge fan of Tony, definitely get into it. I mean, Tony's funny. They Like I said, there wasn't really any theme to this one. It was just all over the place. But that's the beauty of Rogan. It's a beauty podcast. It kind of, you just that's, never know. That's the comedy ones, dude. Mm-hmm. They do that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they just hit a lot of different points. I'll tell you what I took away. My big takeaway was the Edinburgh Festival. Mm. I would love to go there. Let's Imagine go. doing a month there and just every day watching comedy. I don't know how difficult it would be to get a place to stay. Probably really tough. But I could or- 30 get it early. days of some of the best comedians um, would be that it would just be awesome. And the grass is always so green. Dope. Grass is always green, baby. Oh, in Edinburgh? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's always raining. Scotland, dude. <laughs> or it's icy and covered in snow. It's pretty covered in snow, I imagine. My takeaway, uh, stand-up comedy. I, I liked the fact that he said stand-up comedy is way easier than having kids. So I'm going to end with that one. Stand-up comedy is easier yeah. than having kids. Not saying it's easy, but kids are harder. So any where, are we folks, at, where are we at time-wise on this? Bit? We're at 44, 44 oh, minutos, nice. bro. Um, nice. Well, that is, you know, I was surprised he said that because I've already done one of those. So if that's true, having the baby come. You're doing good. But, if, dude, if you okay. think about it, so, you know, I don't really, I don't typically get scared. I get a little nervous before I go on stage, right? If there's, like, a couple hundred people in the crowd, whatever. I've done it enough and had enough shows and you know ski video premieres and whatnot and been on on stage but you get a little nervous right you're that's just human nature you're gonna get nervous before you get on stage that almost helps you right because it like Uh forces you to get out of that state because as soon as you touch that microphone it's like you're in a different you're a different human it just it, it just changes you but not everybody has that so i think for some people maybe raising a child would be easier than stand up but for you know, guys like you have already done it. You know, maybe having a kid, maybe having a kid is going to be a lot harder for you than doing stand up, Adam. We'll we'll just have to find out when, once your baby pops out. Time will tell. <laughs> well, on that note, I think uh, I think we're done. Am I signing off tonight, today, too, buddy? Sign off, brother. All right, we're in the captain's seat today. Thank you all for listening. I am your co-host, Todd Heath, with Mister Adam Thorne. We are coming live and direct from Zoom today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to listen to Mark Andreessen and Tony Woods. A couple of great interviews this week, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Later, guys. Peace.